Hey, good morning, family. I am glad that I get to share a bit of a devotional with you today. Listen, my name is Will Cumby, and I love being a husband, but also I love being a father. Now I've got three kids. I've got a nine-year-old, a, a five-year-old, and a princess who is about to turn four. She's really running the house. But anyway, so my nine-year-old, he decides he wants to play basketball. And so what does, a, what does dad do? Dad builds a basketball goal in the front of our house. He loves his basketball goal. And so also being a good dad, I say, hey son, let's practice playing basketball. So we get out in front of the yard and we're dribbling and he's got the ball between his legs and this, that, and the other. And you know what he tells me? He says, dad, I'm going to expose you. I said, expose me? I'm gonna keep my clothes on, son. I just wanna play basketball. He said, son, I'm, he said, daddy, I'm gonna expose you. I said, son, what, did, what, what is this expose me thing? He said, dad, expose you means I'm going to find your weakness and I'm going to dunk on you. Wait, hold on, my son's only four feet tall. I'm sure he's not gonna do too much dunking. But the point was, he said, I want to find out your weakness and get past you. Well, truth is, in life, we're always looking for the weak area so that we can advance personally or even professionally. But when we think about advancing because of another's weakness that we've been able to expose, I challenge you in another area to consider. What about our own weaknesses? Has God exposed some things to you and, and shown you some things that you said, you know what, I need to address this weakness and do something about it. The, the, the truth is, there's nothing wrong with having weaknesses because even when we look at Jacob, Jacob had, Jacob had a, a limp, but Jacob's limp did not stop him from doing all that God called him to be. It just exposed some things to show him that he had to be humble about who he was. Well, let's look at, let's look at scripture. In the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 5. Now, Paul's writing this to the church at Corinth, and he says this. This is the New Living Translation. He says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture, watch that, we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Now, now what was happening here, he's not only talking to, to those who aren't believing, but also to us, the believers, the Christians. He says, listen, we've got to capture those thoughts. We've got to arrest those things. When we talked about the enemy and, and, and finding out that we want to expose the enemy so that we can get past them, there's another enemy that we need to address or even do something about because the reality is not only is there an enemy outside of us, right? But there's also an enemy, guess what? In me. What, what am I doing about those things that, that are my own personal weaknesses, those, those habits, those activities, those things that are stifling, stopping, and suffocating me from being where I want to be? L let me give you this real quick. Whatever you feed will live and whatever you starve will die. What, what weaknesses or what habits are you feeding and causing you actually not to get better, but actually making you more weak? When, when my son wanted to expose me, it's because he wanted to advance on me. But what happened was when I found out what he was seeing as my weakness, I turned that weakness into my strength because I worked on that so that I could become better at it. Here in, in, in the scripture in 2 Corinthians, he says we must arrest those thoughts. I want to challenge you in this season right now. It's easy to be in our rooms and we're, we're, we're separated from our church, separated from our friends, separated from the people that we normally hang with that normally will high five even our foolishness. And we're having to figure through things by ourselves. And, and we can sometimes the negative thoughts can get into our mind and can stifle us and even stop us from being everything that God called us to be. You, you know what I'm talking about. The ones that tell you you're not good enough. 
You know the ones that, that leak into your mind and tell you, oh, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you, you can't, you won't, you will not. Listen, God has called you, God's planned you. Listen, the Bible even says he knew you even before he placed you into the womb of your mother. There is a plan. Listen, let me give you this. If God has wrote your plan, why are you trying to steal the pen? He has a plan for you and he wants you to be great, but that does not mean that that temptation will not try to get into your mind and stop you. You look, look at the story of Jesus. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And the first thing that happened when he got into the wilderness is he got tempted by the enemy. Well, I'm not mad at the enemy because that's his job. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's doing his job. Why don't we do ours? I would get mad if I went to work and my coworker wasn't doing their job if I'm trying to do something. Well, listen, they doing their job. I need to do mine if I want to get my check. Listen, if you don't like your check, review your hours. We must understand that we've got to work for what we want. And when we find our weaknesses, we must work on those weaknesses. Here's the end and where I close. I only have a couple of minutes and I want to make sure it makes sense for you. I read a quote the other day that says, if we continue to get into a leaky boat, we cannot be mad when the boat sinks. Let, let me say it again. If you continuously get into a boat that's full of leaks, why would we be surprised when that boat sinks? Well, the same with ourselves. If, if we allow negative thoughts to continuously get into our mind and continuously to, to, to encapsulate our thought process, we cannot be surprised when we're drowning in our own negativity. What happens is when we see those negative thoughts, we must arrest them and remove them. And then what we do when we remove them, we must replace them with the word of God. So when something says you're not good enough, you say, nope, I'm not having it. The Bible says I'm the head and not the tail. When, the, when those negative thoughts that come in and say that you're too young, nope, I got to get rid of that. It says, do not despise your youth. When something comes in that says that you can't, nope, I arrest that. It says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will not allow those negative thoughts to seep into my mind, to my Noah, and cause me not to be everything that God called me to be. So when those thoughts begin to seek in, you stop them and you remove them. I promise this is the last time I'll say the last time. But watch this. When we think about a boat, boats don't sink because of the water that is around them. They sink because they sink because of the water that's gotten inside of them. <laughs> Listen, we, we will never be free from temptation. We'll never be free from circumstances that will try to stop us. But what we can be to be free is we've got to continue to trust God because in his presence there's fullness of joy, right? He says, if we wanna be free, we can find it in him. I, I, I promise you, it's not easy, but it's simple. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Arrest those thoughts and replace those thoughts with the word of God. God bless you, have a great day.